once again to another episode of the Horizon Roundtable. I am Bob McDonald, and joining me is my co-host, Matt Dudek. Hey there, everybody. You can find Matt on Twitter at Horizon Matt. You can find us on the web at HorizonRoundtable.com. You can find links to all of our social sites and where you can find us where podcasts are available at HorizonRoundtable.com slash subscribe. Become a patron at uh, Patreon.com slash HorizonRoundtable. And Matt, uh, we'll get into the week that was in a moment. Uh, but first, some sad news coming out of Detroit. As our whole, Detroit, our whole thing just got derailed. We we came here to talk basketball and basketball. Yeah. I mean, as if Detroit Mercy needed anything else to go badly for them. Earl the Twirl Curitan, the Titan legend, actually Detroit Mercy and Robert Morris legend, since he's in both of their halls of fame, pillar of the Detroit community, color commentator, you name it. He passed away this morning. We're recording on a Sunday, as usual. He was 66, and the last game he called on TV with Dan Hasty was between Detroit Mercy and Robert Morris this past Saturday. They dubbed it the Curitan Bowl because he played for both teams, and now he's gone. I mean, I, cannot, I'm, 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 I can't believe it. No better note to go out on, I suppose. He had Dan with him and instead of any other options, and he was calling the two teams he played for, so I guess that's cool. But yeah, like, he called a game yesterday, and all seemed well in the he did. World. Absolutely. I mean, he called it a was... terrible game, but we'll get into that later. But like, he, he, I mean, he called the game they yesterday. Kinda, haven't they kind of all been, though? I mean, anyway. But yeah, it's, it's crazy, because, you know, we're talking, I mean... And it was earlier this week, and the book guy was reading his book, which means I got, I got to cop that book, by the way, at some point, very soon. Got to get that. Because uh, like Earl Latoral has his own, has his, in my life in basketball. Um, so, yeah, he's got that book out, so I'm definitely going to get that, too. They got book guy reading it because they were showing it during the Cleveland State, the Detroit Mercy Cleveland State game. But, man, I, man, how, ooh. Yeah, I mean, I don't. There's nothing more to say about that. He uh, passed away from a heart attack, is what I read from uh, Tony Paul's article. Okay. Uh, shout out Tony Paul. So, uh, yeah, that's a that's a bit of uh, news to to start this off with, which we uh, I mean, again that's, we. You that's know, like, yeah, I mean, that's like a, I mean, that's like when you think about this entire the the path, you know. The, you know, college basketball pass. You're talking about that guy. I mean, he was on the 79 team with Dick Vitale. I mean, he was part of the, you know, he was in the NBA. He was with the Pistons. He was with a bunch of teams. He was, he played until like the nineties as a, he he has a, he has a couple of rings, by the way, he's got a ring with the Sixers. He's got a ring with the, uh, he got a ring with the, the Rockets in 94. I didn't even know. We, I, I, I mean, and now he, and he came back and, you know, he was a. I think he was a, a, a ambassador for the Pistons. So, I mean, it's a huge loss, man. You, you you'll never hear a, uh, nary a disparaging word about the guy. No, that, that's it, how good a guy that is. That and that is universal. That's not just hyperbole. Everybody had nice things to say about them. I mean, here's how nice Earl was when he would come to the arena, call and stuff. He was nice to me, even. He knew who I was. He would. He was nice to me, despite not always being very nice to Detroit Mercy. So you know what? If he can be kind to me, like that tells you what a good dude, good dude he was. Yeah. So. 
Uh, I guess we could skip over talking about Detroit Mercy for a little bit at least. No, you know what? It's the, it's the transition. Let's just do it. Let's just rip that Band-Aid. Oh, man. I don't I, – I, I mean – that's your they, they, that, that's your Horizon League record holders for consecutive losses. Most consecutive losses. You know, I've been talking about about I have been talking you know what? And I was talking about it on Thursday. I was talking about, you know, Cleveland State playing them on Thursday at Callahan Hall. And you know how I said that if Cleveland State lost, you would never hear from me again. Obviously that didn't happen. You're still here. I'm still here. Yeah. Well, Cleveland State doesn't play very well at Callahan, like at all. It's like they're kryptonite. So, well, you know what? It turns out it doesn't matter what your kryptonite is if you don't have a Division One team on the floor against you. I I guess not. I mean, I mean, I I mean it, it, it's it's a weird thing because we're I mean we're you know we're talking about you know the layer or curatin now, but it's like before that it's like it's everything you read up to this point was what on earth is going wrong with this team. I mean, it's been a tough week for Detroit Mercy. I mean, don't forget, Saturday was also, which turns out to be Earl Carlton's last game. Um, that, the was the Reggie, that, that was yeah. the Reggie, Reggie commemorative night for um, for Detroit Reggie Mercy. Hall, the, the, the longtime, you know, another good guy. Another great know. dude. Again, oh nice to me absolutely. when no one else I, from there would be, you know. like Absolutely, absolutely still miss that guy. And, you know, he, he passed before we even started this whole thing. So that was... But, but, but on but, top of all of this, there's been a lot of local press lately for Detroit Mercy, which Detroit Mercy has been able to kind not, of, oh. they've been able to kind of stay out of the limelight because Detroit sports had a lot going on with the Lions, with how, just how bad the Pistons have been, the, the wings are in a playoff push. All this has been good things for Detroit Mercy because they've been able to kind of fly under the radar and no one noticed just how bad things are going well things have blown up on there's been i think two articles by tony paul one or two I, i'm not sure two, if it was uh, one or two. there were was there were two, two art- there was uh the article before the cleveland state game i think he went to the cleveland state game there was a gamer on that one and then he he did an interview with mike davis my, the interview with mike that davis was- where mike da- i mean mike davis isn't as bad as his son who has just been throwing kids under the bus but that was a pretty um forthright um interview with mike davis i give mike davis credit for 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 saying the things he did on record in an interview like that but i mean he he basically said you know he's got players that aren't capable of doing things that don't want to be there they don't practice they don't do this they don't do that like and he said that he's been saying this was going to happen since you know september october with the players that he's got and he he takes credit or he takes fault i should say um because he's the one that recruits players although i don't think he really does i think his son does but either way you look at it this team is is in the limelight. This Earl Curitan passing is not going to help anything. Like no, everybody's it really on, isn't, everybody man. is on notice about just how bad Detroit Mercy is right now, and it's bad for the league. Like IUPUI is bad, and they've been bad. And it's oh bad yeah, for the and league, we'll talk but... about them. We'll talk about them in a moment too. But yeah, this is it goes back to the thing I I wrote about last week. Do you want to be the team that loses to Robert to Detroit Mercy? I Cleveland State obviously was... did not want to lo- didn't want to lose a, D- a Detroit Mercy, and neither did Robert Morris. And both teams gave them more than an uh, give Detroit Mercy ample opportunity to beat them. And by the way, well, by by they I mean Jaden Stone. Well, and it's oh, something Mike Davis case... talked about. 
in his interview with Tony Paul where he said, yeah, we're going to always win probably the first, you know, that for our first possession, we're going to score because we have, you know, these yeah. guys are coached for that. And then from there, it just deteriorates. And we see that from, from Detroit Mercy. And it's Mercy, not where... even that. I mean, the worst, and I, I was just looking at the game, both of the games this past week, the Cleveland State game and the Robert Morris game. I mean, it was, it was, they were parallel. They were basically mirror images of the same game where they're playing okay in the first half. They give up a run to end the first half. They come back in the second half. In the case of Robert Morris, they were able to tie it up. Then a bunch of different miscues and they end up losing. And that's exactly what happened. Both games. And that seems to be, and it's a broken record. It happens every single game. It seems every single game. And it, while while it was basically just Jaden Stone in the second half of that Cleveland State game, fortunately for Jaden Stone, he, he actually did have help during the Robert Morris game because Marcus Tankersley was shooting way better than he was against Cleveland State in against Cleveland State. But it didn't matter. It didn't matter at all because they still ended up losing. They got out rebounded like nobody's business. And I'd like to point out the fact that Stefan Walker and Marquise Hastings both fouled out of that game and they still were out-rebounded by everybody else left on the game. Chris Ford, who never shoots a three-pointer for Robert Morris ever, he hasn't at all this entire season, hits a dagger three-pointer. That's pretty, If you want to know how Detroit Mercy season has been going, that three-pointer by Chris Ford that he has never actually hit this season, that is the embodiment of it right there. I mean, Detroit Mercy, uh, uh, yeah, it was the Cleveland State game. They're announced attendance, and we all know announced attendances are usually pretty, a little inflated. That might include the band, the cheer, who knows. Their announced attendance was 400, 420, I think. Like, yeah, for 421 or something for the Cleveland State game, yeah. Like, that's, I mean, thing, things are... Things are rough down on Evernoy and Six right now. Like, and you lose, and and on top of that, you lose the guy who was a champion of your program. He was win, trying. lose, win, lose or draw, and now he's gone. So what do you got left? Hope that you win on. Uh, hope you win on Valentine's Day against IUPUI. Is that what you have left? I, I don't, I don't, I don't even know. Like, I, I mean, this came up. I mean, and it, we'll, We'll, we'll we'll talk Oakland at some point, but in Campy's radio show, he was asked recently about, you know, Detroit Mercy, and he said he wants them to win every game up until the Oakland game because it's good for the yeah. league, and he doesn't want to deal with a winless Detroit Mercy. He also no. talked about how he's kind of just done with this rivalry, and when when, Detroit, when Greg Campy is calling Mike Davis and he's soft on, on Detroit Mercy, like, that tells you the 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 status of Detroit Mercy right now. It, things are bad. There's, yeah. there's, there's and just not a glimmer of hope. That's, that's no, the other thing, you know, with, with IUPUI, when they've been bad, there's been things we could hang our hat on and be like, you know what, if this and this, we can see this, you know, when Mamro comes back next season and the twins are like, there, there's been things where you could be like, okay, there's at least yeah. hope. There's no hope down there. It no, is because you don't even know who on this team now is going to be here next year. You don't know if any of them are going to be back next year. I mean, Oaks came out of prep school to play like three games just mid-season, and we haven't like seen them. Like, I, I and we I, didn't I even see him. Against, we didn't even see him against Robert Morris. Yeah, we saw like, him against Cleveland State a little bit, but they didn't see him against Robert Morris at all. Can't imagine he's going to uh, want to stick around there. Probably not having a good time. No, probably not. 
But what can you know. do? Where where are you going to go right now? Where are you going to go right now? Well, other you could than... be like other players in the Horizon League and quit midseason, but we'll get to that. Which ones? I'm afraid you're going to have to be more specific, sir. Well, in in this case, I was talking about the non-Detroit Mercy ones that have also been a thing. I was referring to Northern Kentucky's latest. Um, oh, that is another thing that came out today. Holy crap. Yeah, I mean, yeah. we might as well segue to that now. Because you're, you're a, are, 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 Have we put our, our, our stick in Detroit Mercy for, for a moment? I, they, I need to stop hitting them. They've been through enough today. Oh, they've been through enough. Yeah. So let's move on to North, Northern Kentucky, who also seems to be just being get hit, getting hit relentlessly with a bad luck stick. The only difference is they still have Marquez Warwick and they still have Trey Robinson. Although, although seem seem for a little bit, he he might not have been there. But yeah, but you know what? Even with those guys, they're not having a good time. No, they really are not. And apparently, Cade Meyer was not having a good time, and he's no longer with the team. Horizon on horizon crime does not pay off in this case. Evidently not. That's but you know crazy. what? I have I feel like Northern Kentucky could have used him in the, their 85-78 loss to Wright State. Oh, they definitely could have. Especially when you had uh when you had Trey Robinson. He went down with an ankle injury early on in that game. And you didn't know if he was coming back. He looked like he was in a lot of pain. I'm glad he came back, but man. That is a lot of, and you can't, you can't, you can ill afford to go up against Bright State, who scores in bunches, which incidentally they did again against Northern Kentucky, eighteen point run, as I, if I'm not mistaken, eighteen point run, like we haven't seen them do that before a bunch of times already this season, and the season isn't even over yet. We saw Wright State try something different this game as well of this Northern Kentucky game. Play defense, yeah. Well, no, not Weird. that. I mean, okay, that not. too, but I, I was referring to uh, Tanner Holden didn't start. Played 33 was... minutes, but off the bench. So it's, I think this is a little similar to what Nagy did last year with Trey Calvin. Remember, there were a couple of games last year there was a handful of games last year where Trey Calvin didn't start, and he brought right. him off the bench. So maybe he was thinking that was a good idea to do with that, and it seemed to work. It seemed to work pretty well. I mean, uh, I'm I'm a big fan of the bring in, you know, that your your sixth man that can kind of take over when the other team starters or their benches just come. You know, it's the it's the Vinnie Johnson from the old Detroit Pistons, the, the microwave thing. You know, uh, Oakland's yeah. doing that with Rocket Watts and and uh, Jack Gold. Mm-hmm. You know, like I get it, but yeah, it was just. Tanner Holden off the bench. Okay, here we go. Yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> and it worked. And, and it worked. I mean, I, let's face it. I mean, yeah, I'm sorry. I, I was clearly incorrect about the Bright State playing defense thing because they tried really hard to give the game back to Northern Kentucky at one point. That was fun. <laughs> but they held on. They did hold on. And so now, funny enough, it appears that Bright State is kind of all alone in where they're situated at in the standings now. They're fourth in the standings. Well, the standings did get a little bit funky on this um, Sunday when, uh, with a game we weren't anticipating to go the way it went. Because I thought th- I, I was under the impression that this was going to play out in a way and, and this conference was, you know, taking shape. 
Yeah, it was taking shape in the fact that we we thought we were we were really thinking theoretically, theoretically, that we would have three teams tied for the top spot in the standings: Oakland, Green Bay, and Northern Kentucky. I mean, not Northern Kentucky, Youngstown State. There you go, that one. That one. We, we I got Northern Kentucky on the brain. Well, Purdue Fort Wayne thought otherwise. Purdue Fort Wayne like, with yet another you know, great victory for no reason. Like, like you, know, you know, we we've been up and down long enough. It's time for us to win again. So, and they did, they did. the 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 Purdue Fort Wayne that we saw at the beginning of the season showed up and beat Youngstown State, I believe, again. I believe they. I if I'm not mistaken. No, Purdue because I don't Fort, think that. I'm sorry. I don't think they won at Youngstown. Oh no! Oh no! You are correct. They split the series because okay. The you are correct because the game at Youngstown started their five game slide in the first place. So yeah, yeah. Only, only one Horizon team has won at Youngstown at this point. Yes, only one. Um, we'll we'll get back to tiebreakers eventually. Here we will get. Uh, I'm not going to try. You know what? Every time I try tiebreakers every year, it just looks terrible for me. So that's just not going to happen. Well, that's fine. But but that's an important, that's an important one in hand. I know that. Yeah. So it's, yeah, because, and not for lack of trying. I mean, they could have won against Milwaukee and they didn't. They obviously could have won against Robert Morris at Robert Morris. And they didn't, they definitely could have won against Cleveland state. And that didn't happen. We're talking but, Fort Wayne here, right? Just to clarify. Well, we, we are indeed. Okay, just clarifying for anybody. Against Youngstown State, yeah. Apparently they decided, yeah, we're going to win today. They said, hey, Penguins, you think you want to be at the top of this conference with everybody? Nah, come here. No, come on. That That's just crazy talk. <laughs> that's just crazy talk. Can I also say, though, that that's a bad loss for the league, unfortunately. That's gonna hurt. That's gonna hurt everybody in some in some some ranking stuff because Youngstown was our top net team. Um, oh, that is true. Oh, you are correct. Oh, they. I think if they had won, they probably would have been. If they weren't uh, top hundred, they would have been knocking on the door of top hundred at that point. Now, now everybody's actually going to get hurt by that, except for Oakland, who's beat them twice. But but and, generally, and, I, and, I, and IUPUI and Detroit Mercy, who are already at the bottom of the you know the net anyway. Right, but but overall, that's that's a bad loss for the league unfortunately good it win is. for Fort Wayne though it that is true that is true I think that yeah if, if again if if Purdue Fort Wayne had done a little better in some of these some of those three games that they didn't win this would be a different story but be it as be that as it may Purdue Fort Wayne is now Chilling at 500 in the conference standings, along with Northern Kentucky, another team you really didn't think was going to be there either. But it's not surprising because Horizon's going to Horizon. The Horizon is going to Horizon. I've heard that rumor. That it is indeed, and it, it seems to me that we do kind of have our our. You know, we we talk about the the tiers of the Horizon League and. It, it, it seems to be we have obviously we have some delineations within the league. You have the bottom two teams. You have IUPUI and Detroit Mercy, who are pretty much glued there until they beat each other up later on. And then you kind of have that middle tier. And yes, I am actually going to put Robert Morris in that middle tier. I know they're five and seven, 
But they, and I said this last episode, the top nine teams are capable of beating each other, without a doubt. And we'll probably see that plenty, and it's going to really screw our stuff up. But Because remember, Green Bay still has to play uh, Youngstown State twice. So, they do. Fun. So, as bad a setback as the Youngstown State, uh, the Youngstown State game against Purdue-Fort Wayne was for Youngstown State, they can make it up by putting the broom to Green Bay. I'm not saying that actually could, will happen, but it's possible. It becomes a lot more important with that Fort Wayne loss for them. I got to say, though, um, of all the teams that are left, uh, uh, I will say this. I mean, yeah, Oakland still has to go to Northern Kentucky and Wright State, but I got to say they're – and they still got to play Wright State twice, which sucks, but I think they got an easy – I think they still have the, – Oakland still has IUPUI and Detroit Mercy left to play. So if we're being honest, if we're being honest, Oakland probably has an easier schedule than the other two teams that are at the top. They still have to go to Fort Wayne. I don't love that one for Oakland, but maybe they'll want to, you know, avenge the absolute shellacking Fort Wayne gave them. So we'll see how that That plays out. That is true. Oakland this week just kind of handled business. It was very um, go-to-worky about it. Which is kind of they, nice because really you're not were. used to seeing that from Oakland. If you've followed Oakland, like they kind of oh, just and and it seems to me it. they had a little bit of fun on Saturday, just oh, yeah? a little bit. Yeah, team turns out the swim team showed up this week uh, on Saturday against Cleveland State. Oh yeah, um, I haven't heard about that. Tell us more. <laughs> I mean, if, if you don't know about it, I mean, just jump on literally any social media platform, and there it is: some dude getting his head shaved. Congratulations on national te- on television. You know what the so for those that aren't familiar, Oakland Swim and Dive has has a long history of coming to Oakland basketball and being in the front of the student section and their speedos and things and going nuts, which is great. It's a it's a nice camaraderie between athletes at the at the school. Recently, the Oakland men's you like basketball seeing team. That. I, I do like seeing that. I will say that. I, I will like. I I do like seeing that. Basketball That's took great. over over the pool for their last um like for their for their senior day and had the shirts off and they were painted and they were going nuts for 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 the swim team. So you know it goes both ways. You love to see it, but um. This kid sh- having his head shaved to distract Cleveland State for free throws was an absolute game changer. Like I've seen a lot of stuff in college basketball. So I believe and- the so I believe the swimmer in question is Ian Allen. I that believe is that's correct. who it is. Pride, Ian Allen. Pride of Wald Lake, I believe it is. Yeah. You knew more about where he was from than I did. I just uh, I there just was a tweet up, from, I just up from the, somebody else. Yes, but um, I just looked at the mugs from the uh, from the. Oakland Athletics page, and there he was. Although he had did have considerably less hair than when he did before he started the game. I tweeted a picture from him from a swim meet recently. Dude had a, a good head of lettuce going, and uh, oh yeah, he did. He absolutely did. And, and now it's it's shaved. I mean, he and he was having himself a great time. The swimmers were having it. It was funny, and it was working. Because I, I, I I'm, I'm not going to tell you that I have Cleveland State's historic free throw records pulled up here, but uh, they didn't shoot particularly well from the free throw line in the second half. I think they were eight of 12. Like, um, okay. So we're talking about Cleveland state who is really crappy at free throws. Anyway, I don't right. know if that, I don't know if it necessarily made a difference, but it did make it a lot funnier, but we had a good time. Didn't we? 
It, 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 I wasn't even mad that Cleveland State lost. It was just the funniest thing I've seen. Also, I it's probably the first time in recorded history where I had you know I set up my multiple screens and on my TV was not Cleveland State. It was Robert Morris to Joy Mercy. Um, I felt I felt I, really I had bad. to witness that. I had to witness that. I had I had to text my brother Randy, who we've talked about, friend of the show, who's not on Twitter anymore for all the right reasons, and let him know that um his streak of you know probably. 20 almost 25 years of having the funniest free throw distraction him and him and a friend from the pet band. oh he knows he well knows. i had to let him know that he was in second place now and um he he wasn't aware at the time so he, he's he's well aware now and he's accepted that he is now the runner-up so yeah congratulations to oakland swim to ian to to everybody involved that's hysterical um I don't know how they won up it from there, but may may they find something. Like I my, I vote that they they shave a cheerly or a, a dance team member's head, something really really outrageous. But you know, easy for me to say. All right, let me know how that pitch goes for you. Uh, yeah, I'm not pitching it. You know what? They did this on their own. They'll do everything else. Like, congrats to the, to everybody involved. That was fantastic. Oh. Yeah, but yeah, I mean, other than that, Oakland did have have quite a, I mean, did have themselves quite a year, uh, quite a uh, quite a week, and quite business. Pedestrian good week. Like they they came, they they beat Robert Morris like they were supposed to. They had the game pretty they well did. in hand. They did got exactly a, what they were supposed to do. Got a little scary because it's basketball. People make runs like that's what you do, and they they weathered the storm. They finished the game. Then Cleveland State came in, who you know Cleveland State had beaten Oakland at Cleveland State. Uh, so year. we we we. So, so we got it. So we, I can't let you go get away from not talking about Blake Lampman. Oh, like I'll gladly at, talk like, Blake Lampman. Like at all, because he was in his bag this week. I mean, he just scorched. He, Robert he should be Horizon League Player of the Week. Is what he should. Yes, be. he should be. There's no reason he shouldn't be. Twenty six points both games, I believe it was. Um, yeah. I think Blake Blake Lampman the past probably four or five games is is what everybody has been trying to pretend Blake Lampman was going to be for five years, except now he actually is doing it. He's a leader. He is playing point guard at times and he's shooting the ball exceptionally well. Indeed, he is. So let it let it be known because not enough people are going to hear this. But, Bob, it's going to be on record. Congrats to Blake Lampman. I'm not the Blake Lampman hater that everyone says I am. I've just been a. Did realist. y'all hear that? Horizon League buddy said it. Said it. He said it. He's played very well and should get the accolades for that because he's been what we've been told he was going to be for years, and they pretended he's going to be, and he wasn't there. Now with his Oakland career winding down, he's showing up and doing it. Awesome. Well, guess the, what? Well, he is certainly peaking at the right time. And and guess who else showed back up for Oakland recently, which is scary for Horizon League. Jack Golke's still on Oakland's team, apparently, and actually does still know how to shoot threes. Oh, is he? Oh, yes, he is. Oh, indeed he is. Forget about him. Be like, that guy's no good. We don't have to worry about it. Oh, and then he's going to score 20-something on you. Like, he can still shoot. Okay, fine. We'll guard the shoot. Oh, Trey Townsend Uh, is still there. Oh, yeah. I, I will say this: he uh, he he only did like he only did score nine against Cleveland State, but it didn't matter because Trey Townsend was all over Cleveland State. Blank Lapman was shooting lights out. I mean, it was it was an all around kind of not good day for Cleveland State <laughs> at all. It was it was a very very I don't want to even talk about it a whole lot. Oakland took care of business and did what they were supposed to do, and uh, yeah, great. And that's why they're tied for with Green Bay at the top of the league. 
It seems like a lifetime ago, by the way, um, and I'm just going to segue to Green Bay. It seems like a lifetime ago that their that their education day team game was was on Thursday and Thursday afternoon or Thursday morning, depending upon what time zone you were in. Um, yes, because Green Bay was trying to out for the children IUPUI, but IUPUI was there, so they were still for the children. They lost by 23, but they're still for the children. You know who wins in this game, Bob? The children. Oh, indeed they do. They 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 do because let's be honest. Any day where you get to watch a Sundance Wix coach team and then and then after the game he runs runs up to the kids and gives them high fives and does, you know, I think he was you know, you know sitting uh, standing there with doing uh, taking selfies with them and whatever. Yeah. That's a good day. Absolutely brought- good day. He literally probably had to bring bring the juice for them though, like the apple juice or something for the kids. No, like no, no, I, I no, doubt no, they brought no, their own. I'm I'm glad you brought. No, 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 no. You always have to bring your own juice. I'm funny you mentioned that because we we were having this conversation before the game. Um, yeah, because because uh, Eric Fisher, who uh, who writes Green Bay for us, he mentioned uh, he he mentioned that uh, there the probably the sales of adult beverages were going to be at an all time low, and I think it might have been Horizon Boy who mentioned, hey, you know, maybe they'll bring maybe they'll be at a what about juice sales? And I'm like, well, as you know, you have to bring your own juice, so probably not. So they had to bring their own juice, and they probably did, but it I doesn't hope matter. They were encouraged to at least. Well, theoretically, yes, I'm good with that. <laughs> Anyway, but yeah, they they did very well, um, and they're still on top of the. They're still they are still obviously they're still tied with uh, uh, Oakland. I mean, the pressure was on Oakland, and and honestly, after Thursday morning, after Thursday morning slash afternoon, after Green Bay won uh, convincingly against IUPUI, and IUPUI is still. I, I don't know what's going on with them, and we'll talk about whatever they're doing else they're doing in the moment. But they, they, Green Bay, that is, they got their, they, they took care of business and they put the pressure on Oakland and Youngstown State to, you know, handle their, handle their business on their end. Oakland was able to, Youngstown State fell short thanks to Purdue Fort Wayne. Yeah, I mean, everything kind of just played out this week as mostly expected, other than the Youngstown State Purdue Fort Wayne game. Yeah, but again, I don't with Purdue Fort Wayne and Youngstown State, especially with Purdue Fort Wayne, they're really hard to get a grasp on. I mean, you don't know which Purdue Fort Wayne team you're getting on any given day. Are you gonna get the team? Are you gonna get the? Are you gonna get the Purdue Fort Wayne that came out of the gates and was beating everybody up, or are you gonna get the one that lost five games in a row? You never know. You don't know anymore. It's crazy. They're trying to figure it out still, and guess what? They've got a really good coach to figure things out. Oh, they do not, indeed. Not worried about them, you know. They also have a very they uh, they of course also have a great cast of characters. That is for sure. Um, yeah, I think Milwaukee. Yeah, again, we talked about we talked about them losing to Milwaukee, and Milwaukee won, and Milwaukee swept too again. So they're they're back kind of at respectable territory. Um, the IUPUI game was a head scratcher because every time I turn around, somebody was getting called for attack. Like, seriously, like, do we really need this many technical fouls? 
And please, dear God, why does Bison Monroe have to be the one taking the? Could, couldn't you couldn't you given him a break? Because <laughs> he was struggling. He was when he was getting he was shooting all the technical free throws. I don't know if he was you know he was running out of gas because he kept having to shoot free throws, but he did not do very well when he was shooting technical free throws. And it didn't even matter because they lost by twenty. I mean, I I hate to keep coming back to it, but. It was kind of a very pedestrian week, which, I mean, it includes that. Milwaukee handled their business. They did. Although, again, I point out that that Purdue-Fort Wayne game could have went a whole different direction. For it sure. Could have. But at the end of the day, we have, Fort, or we have Milwaukee sitting two and a half back, right in the middle of the pack there. That, I mean, probably in you know fifth, sixth place. I don't know how that breaks down with them and Cleveland. Like, Right in the middle of the pack, right there with four wins. They are, they are right slightly above. Yeah, so so the way the standings shake out at the moment, the way the standings shake out at the moment, you got you have Green Oakland and Green Bay tied for first place. Youngstown State is in third. Wright State's in fourth. Milwaukee's in fifth right now, and a half a game back of them is Cleveland State. And then you got Purdue, Fort Wayne, and Northern Kentucky at six and six. At seventh, wow, seventh and eighth place, and that's not a that's not a statement I thought I'd be making about a Northern Kentucky team at all. But there well, they are, sitting tied for seventh. At the end of the day, this is not the Northern Kentucky team that was dreamt up. You know, Sam Vincent going down now. Cade yeah. Meyer, who was brought in for depth, at, you know, down low, leaving the team. Like those are things that are going to catch up to you. This is this is pretty unprecedented for them because they've lost three games in the Rosa right now. Just they, let it be known, they, I did not predict Northern Kentucky lo- low because I learned that lesson in the past. So, like, I'm gonna, I'm I just gonna take that not. loss. That is true. You did not. I think. Well, we collectively picked Northern Kentucky to finish first, so I don't know if that's gonna happen. Um, at least I did we didn't pick. That. I will say this: at least we didn't pick Green Bay to finish last, because as of right now, they are math. It is mathematically impossible for them to finish last. Mathematically yeah. impossible for yeah. them to finish last. So, so yeah. So we were all collectively wrong. Some more wrong than others. Looking at you, Horizon League official poll. That's just it. Is uh, ours is nowhere near as bad as the official one. That is true. That is true. Of course, we did have Purdue. We had didn't we have Purdue for Wayne pick to finish tenth or something like that? Some stupid we, we had number. Them, we had them low. Yeah, we we had them pretty we had low. Pretty low. So um, they're gonna have to they're gonna have to step it up in the end of the last few games to to out go uh, to considerably uh, outpace our expectations because right now they're like I said they're sitting fit, tied for seventh so so technically they could be eighth. You know if I, if I switched Green Bay and Northern Kentucky in my uh, predictions they're not terrible. <laughs> that is true. I'm looking at them right now just to see. I mean, eh, that's pretty. Well, we well, if we're being honest, I mean, we we were kind of we were kind of uh, we were kind of middling on Oakland, thinking they were going to be like fifth or sixth or something. I even had Oakland fifth. Yep, I I didn't I didn't believe the. You but you did say you did say you you have said many many times throughout the course of Oakland's time in the Horizon League, and I'm pretty sure this is true. Oakland has not finished worse than sixth. I think there might have been like a, a weird oddball thing where they did finish seventh. But by and large, by and large, they have finished no worse than sixth recently. And 
Obviously, no, since, like, since they've joined the Horizon, they've never they've never finished below six. So if you picked Oakland lower than six to begin with, you were already in for a losing proposal. Now they're sitting right at the top of the league, and I mean, there would have to be a collapse of epic proportions for them to finish sixth. In fact, if I I, I love this site, I'm glad I discovered it the other day. Uh, last year, somebody uh, somebody had pointed it out to me because I kept screwing up the uh, play, the uh, tournament scenarios. Playoffstatus.com. I knew this was going to come in handy this week. Uh, Oakland has a less than 1% chance of finishing sixth. Less than 1% chance. So, like I said, unless something amazingly just disastrous happens to Oakland, and first of all, they're playing two of their games are against IUPUI and Detroit Mercy. Good luck with that. <laughs> I I think they'll I think you're gonna they're definitely gonna they're definitely gonna finish better than six. Just kind of you throwing that out there. Just also putting I don't want to again I always try to avoid making sure that this doesn't become all Oakland talk because I'm always cognizant of that. But you know what? But they are. Me? But 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 they do are they do share the lead with with Green Bay. So there's I mean, there's a chance that to the victors go the spoils. That Detroit Mercy rolls in for their final game of the season, yeah, winless, at Oakland, who's there on senior day, and Detroit uh-huh. Mercy gets their one win and spoils Oakland senior no. day and knocks them out of first place. Like, there is still a storyline that could be am, written here. I'm sure there is, but I am looking at this and I'm like... But you look at look at all the stories that have come out this week about Detroit Mercy alone... And I, I can't understand. I mean, I know. I begin to openly wonder: Is there? Is everybody going to be still on this? Is everybody going to still be on this team before that game? I mean, you're 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 totally you totally think that not at least one or two other people are just going to bail because we've already seen that happen already. You know what I. I... Who I don't knows know. at this point? Who knows at this point? What is what is going to happen with Detroit Mercy? Oh, I'm... all right. So I know we keep harping. You know what? I know we kept talking. I'd rather – we got to talk about the Mike Valenti thing. All right. About Detroit Mercy. Oh, my God. Okay. So so Mike Valenti, um, he does – look what he does, afternoon drive for uh, – Two 97.1. 97.1, which is Detroit's um, main, uh, really old sports talk. Like, and him, I will yeah, say this: Rico Beard, and yeah, oh my god, Rico's awful. But um, Mike Mike's been around for a long time. Um, he's had a um, he used to work work it with uh, Terry Foster before he had a stroke, and Terry just didn't really have the the ability to come back strong. Mike has been heavily recruited. One of the, one of the probably top, easily top ten radio guys sports radio guys in the country consistently recruited um out of, into new york where he's from like he's really good at what he does mm-hmm. just wanted to preface that go ahead well yeah he spent what i think he spent three segments on detroit mercy he he started his whole show like 45 minutes of detroit mercy which i think is like a, we don't even do 45 minutes of detroit mercy like ever and there he was talking about this for three segments worth. And it's, I was, I was, I feel bad for laughing now, but I kind of at the same time don't. He's funny. He's funny in his, in his criticism. I, 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 
I respect Mike Flanny a lot. I, I have aspirations. I, I'm to, a to be little at that disappointed level. that nobody mentioned that this was happening at the time, or else you, Matt, you know what I would have done, right? You know what I, I would have called. I would have called. Absolutely, it's a tough I show to get called. into. I'll tell you, I've, tried, I've tried, I can I'm get into a lot of them. Sure it, it is. I am sure it is. Um, yeah, we don't really have a hookup at 97.1, do we? We do. I don't. Well, I definitely don't. So. Yeah. I mean, don't forget, I'm not there. I don't. I don't. I. I haven't listened to 97.1 in six months now. So. Oh, that's true. You, very true. Well, you have an excuse, and I have an excuse. I don't live there either. So. But yeah, hook us up. But yeah, they, they were like Eric, randomly giving. Yeah, no, they're randomly giving out like Titan Club like invites and that they don't necessarily are able to even do and like, okay, good for you. I'm like, all right, great. Like I said at the beginning, I feel bad for this. I feel bad for PJ Gradowski. Like <laughs> I said at the beginning of this, Detroit Mercy has been very fortunate to be able to kind of stay under the radar in, in locally, oh. despite how bad they are, and it's it's not going to last. It's done. It really isn't, and it's, it's I mean, done. it's so. I mean, I mean, maybe they give you know, maybe they give them a little bit of a breather out of respect for the departed, but I don't know. Tune in next week for to we see how this plays didn't. out. I mean, we obviously didn't look what we did. No, we're going to hell for that, by the way. No, that's not. It's, I mean, that's 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 what we're here for. We're going to talk Horizon League, and we can't ignore his, the historically bad Detroit Detroit Mercy. You want to know they, what the are, worst part is? It, it's you want to know what the now. worst part is? They may, may not even. They may. They could. Th- they could realistically run the table in reverse and finish zero and thirty-two, and they wouldn't even. <laughs> be the sole they could it's it's possible they wouldn't even be the sole record holder of most losses in a season they may actually have to share that with mississippi valley state this year they both could theoretically go 0 and 32 in college basketball in 2024 what are we even doing here we got haircuts we got teams multiple teams running the table the wrong direction we got gonzaga fans throwing stuff on the court we're just it's a mess were you eulogizing a commentator who died this morning? It's terrible. It's, I mean, it, it's too much. It's just a wild swing of emotions. And we still have a talk. What's going on this week anyway? Um, <laughs> yeah, we, uh, we, oh, yeah. And we have this week to look forward to. Jesus Christ. Let, let's do it all again. I should know we just like on apo- the road. Should we just – I mean – should we just like apologize now for all the crap we just said, or just no. does it matter? It doesn't matter. <laughs> it doesn't matter. Well, we start off Wednesday with Cleveland State and Purdue, Fort Wayne. Cleveland State is three and nine on the road. I don't know if they, I'm going to venture to guess they don't win this game. Okay. Cleveland State is just not good on the road, like at all. So I'm not going to give them the benefit. Sorry, I know it's my alma mater, but I'm not giving them the benefit of the doubt. It is just not their year to win on the road. Except, uh, except of course, unless it's against Detroit Mercy or Brian Wardle. Those are the only scenarios, apparently. Or IUPUI. So, ooh, we got a Milwaukee-Youngstown State game, though, at Youngstown. So No, Youngstown's going to run that one. That's what they're, they're going to come back post. I did. Oh, yeah. Um, if I'm Milwaukee, um, you know all those technical fouls you guys got before? Hope you got that out of your system. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you side note, you know who doesn't State. have a technical this year? Who's that? You know who hasn't? 
Greg Campy hasn't been called for a technical this year. It's just weird. You know, you're right. How is that possible? He's he's a changed man. I oh, I was talking to somebody about that this week. He's a changed man. There's there's some mannerism. Well, yeah, I don't know. We'll see. It's just just different. Anyway, go on. What else is this week? Detroit Mercy. So, so Detroit Mercy runs through Wright State in Northern Kentucky, and if you think Kentucky wants to almost lose to Detroit Mercy now, <laughs> you really think that they you really think they want to do that, especially since Northern Kentucky has to play Oakland first. Yeah, Oakland, who is rolling against Northern Kentucky, who keeps losing people, and you know, hopefully. Hopefully the uh, hopefully I I know Trey Robinson um you know finish out the game against Wright State hopefully that ankle injury was just kind of a I rolled my ankle and it was shaking up a little bit and I can get over it because they're gonna need him. It's amazing that we we talk about we for years we talk about Marquez work and Sam Vincent. I feel like we don't talk enough about the impact that Trey Robinson has on this team. Um, they can ill afford to lose him. That's for sure. Well, especially with Vincent out. Uh, especially with Vincent out. So, yeah. So, Northern Kentucky plays Oakland on Thursday. And Oakland is rolling. I don't know if they lose this game. I just don't. You know what? As an Oakland person, it's it's tough to but believe in them know. sometimes because you've been burned enough. It is, it is true. I mean, they play Northern Kentucky and Wright State, so that should be an interesting one for sure. It's tough, and and then they um, actually have Fort Wayne the, the game after at Fort Wayne, uh, so they got a tough stretch. Yeah. Uh, by the way, speaking of Purdue Fort Wayne, they play they they host Cleveland State and then they play IUPUI. And if you think they're not thinking of revenge against IUPUI for losing, yeah, I think that's coming. I'm taking Fort Wayne uh, that game. <laughs> You know what? I, yeah. And then, then we got the Green Bay Youngstown State game. Now that is going to be a good one. That's must so, must see TV. But uh, but oh, it's going to be must see TV. I will say that Green Bay plays Robert Morris on Thursday night. I gotta tell you, anything is po- for me. Anything is possible with Robert Morris. It really is. They could just they could beat up on they could beat up on Green Bay, but they could also lose by twenty. That there is literally no middle ground with them at all. It's insane. So, yeah. tool still is, you know, believe it or not, no South Dakota. So, it, it's it's easy to, to see that they could easily pick that up, you know? So, wh- you know what? And I just noticed this. You know what we don't have this year? You know what we don't have this season? We don't have a game on Super Bowl Sunday this year. Hey, look, they learned their lesson. Oh, somebody needs to start working on yeah, but somebody speaking of that, speaking of that, somebody needs to start working on that for the four teams. Look at you, John. He's got drinking to do, John. Podcast. By we, I mean you guys. You're not going to join us at uh, one of the boss days. Uh, uh, that is, I'm way too far, and that's kind of not my thing anymore. So, but yeah, fourteen. So yeah, not to get too far afield. But yeah, no, no game on Super Bowl Sunday. Oh, there are, you know, Cleveland State and uh, uh, Purdue Fort Wayne have the Wednesday game. And then we got a thir- we got Thursday, Saturday this year. We got Thursday, Saturday this week. So Wednesday, Thursday, Saturday. That's it. There That's it. And then 
roll into the roll into the the tail end, roll into the stretch. We'll see how we'll talk next week and see how well how Green Bay did and how Youngstown State did and how Oakland how Oakland did and uh, their trip to Wright State in Northern Kentucky, which is which is also a grind. Not as much of a grind anymore, it seems as 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 Wisconsin though. Wisconsin's kind of a pain again, which is great. We talked about that last week, but yeah, so we'll see. So I guess that's going to wrap it up for us. Until uh, next week, uh, horizonroundtable.com. All of our podcasts, all of our written content, all that's there. So you can pull it up. Uh, You can also pull our podcast episodes up wherever podcasts are available. And of course, you can pull us up on your Amazon or Google devices. So tune in next week. Until then, thank you all for listening.